0: everybody this is kimberly and this is katie and you're listening to a double date with dateline a double date for those wondering we're not doing double dates every week we really have never done them every week but we're trying to do like two a month that's what works for us so we hope that you enjoy them basically
1: yeah we hope you enjoy blood relatives
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're still not finished i don't ever want to finish so i know Even though I have other episodes of other shows that I have done recapped for, Uh I have recapped sitting, waiting, but they were not blood relatives. So, well, we have to save Chad first. Okay. Speaking of, I have a new theory from Stephanie on Instagram. The color of the episode notates the degree of danger that he is in, much like the flags at the beach, you know, like with the surf. So teal is probably really low, but the closer we get to red, the more danger he is in. And I have bad news. This is a red episode. So this
1: is not a red episode. Pink and red. Mm.
0: What color was it for you? Peach. What? Maybe we didn't watch the same episode.
1: I sure hope so. Which also makes sense is we're in Georgia.
0: Yeah, we're in Georgia.
1: Okay. I have a theory on the, the color in this episode is like an ombre. It's a gradient. There's a few colors, then they run a gambit. This is a special episode.
0: The birthday cake was pink, was it not, with pink candles?
1: It was like a peachy coral at most. They were trying to go for peach.
0: Everything in the flower shop is pink and red. Is peach. No! Here we go. For anybody
1: who's new to listening to A Double Date, we are talking about blood relatives on ID Network. And Kimberly has a theory about Chad the intern. It's hard to describe. I don't subscribe to that theory. It's a...
0: It's a lot like the owl theory with Michael Peterson, except that we both subscribe to.
1: Filled with symbols. There is a creature of the episode. There is a color of the episode. And there are running themes throughout. And Kimberly strongly believes that all of these things are connected on a red string wall. And it means that Chad, the intern who was working on the series, has gone missing?
0: Yeah, he's in danger somehow. He's being kept somewhere. I don't know. He's, but he's still allowed to work on the show. But like, he's handcuffed while he's working on the show. So he just puts in little things to tell us where he is. But we haven't figured it out yet.
1: And I have not revealed what my master theory is yet of how it's all connected. I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my cl- cards close to my...
0: Is that because you don't want the Chad's kidnappers to hear you?
1: It's because I don't want to be judged. So let's let's start. We are in season two, episode 13 of Blood Relatives. This is the devil went down to Georgia.
0: The devil went down to Georgia. And that is the night the lights went out in Georgia.
1: Oh Dixie Carter. Can't beat it. Okay. We open on a flowering flower shop something like that
0: flourishing flourishing
1: i wrote flowering in my notes so we're off to a good start we open on a flourishing flower shop and a quote blossoming family hi brenda
0: hi brenda we see what you're doing
1: brenda strong is our narrator for this episode again it's good to see you
0: we just still don't know but i have a feeling like on dateline mank writes his own snarky comments i don't think brenda is writing this I would think that it's the writers writing this.
1: We also have not decided if the chicken comes before the egg, how the what's happening here. If this the writing is fitting the scenery or the scenery is fitting the writing that's already happened. We don't know. It's really hard to tell. So this is a blossoming family in a flower shop until one family member tastes the forbidden fruit. Fruits a running theme in this episode.
0: Yeah, I think because apples grow on trees... Where there are also flowers? No. Question mark? No. Science? The forbidden fruit is an apple that grew on a tree.
1: Sure, but we're we're not shown apple trees. We're shown lemon trees and peach trees a bunch of times. And right now, we're about to be shown an orange tree. So here's how this works. A family member tastes the forbidden fruit, and April showers brings May murders.
0: That's a good, good line. line. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the writer doesn't know that the forbidden fruit was an apple. Maybe they think it was an orange.
1: I think they're just using it as a euphemism for someone's about to veer off the path of the good and moral.
0: I mean, it would make sense to have a peach tree in Georgia. I don't know if they have, but you're saying we see orange trees as well.
1: We see an orange tree right now because we are told that they are an hour north of the Florida state line. So, of course, there's an orange tree. The minute they say Florida, bam, oranges. But we are actually in Tifton, Georgia. One reporter, she calls that the town of Tifton is a modern-day Mayberry. So it's this really cute, quaint town where nothing bad ever happens. Like, every town in blood relatives, pretty much. None of these ever take place in, like, Baltimore. Like a metropolitan, like Chicago.
0: Which is funny because like there's another show on ID called Small Town Murders, which is that's it's exactly what it sounds. It's, it, they must overlap because they yeah, you're right. I've never thought about it. there's never a Las Vegas murder.
1: No, not really. Not even in L.A. We have cities outside L.A. Little towns, but nothing L.A., L.A.
0: We never even have like Phoenix.
1: Right. I, uh, yeah, we had Phoenix.
0: Did we have Phoenix
1: last time? Yeah, he went to Phoenix.
0: last, Just last time?
1: The guy with the pig. Two times ago.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. He did. That's not where the murder took place, but you're right. He did live in Phoenix. But there was, yeah.
1: So we do keep seeing flashes of imagery in these opening moments. Mainly what we're seeing is a knife. We see the knife like five or six times. So we do see this flash of knife imagery. So we, we are going to assume that someone in this beautiful little town is going to get stabbed. We don't know who. Now we meet our creature or creatures. We, we mostly see one, but at the beginning we see four really, really bright green caterpillars that look like asparagus. Yeah. Is that a good way to describe them? I, caterpillars are cute.
0: To me, they were a little bit brighter green than asparagus on my screen. So we're definitely having a screen.
1: No, they were really bright on my screen. I, I like them. I like caterpillars. I think they're kind of a cute insect.
0: Yeah, they didn't scare me or creep me out. No, surprisingly, they have so many legs, and I don't like spiders.
1: They're a friendly insect. I'm. I would like to believe that they're they're a friend, not foe. So now
0: I can't tell if those four are the ones we're seeing in the rest of the episode, because the rest of the episode we're just usually seeing one at a one time. at a time. So has one of those been plucked out by the casting director to be the star, or is it a Mary Kate and Ashley situation where they are swapping them in and out when they get tired? cranky, have to be schooled by the onset teacher, etc.
1: I'm going to be honest. I think it's a bucket of caterpillars that are like in soil and they just pull one out, whichever one. They're all the same.
0: Well, I'm going to call the one that we're seeing Kafkaesque. Okay.
1: <laughs> That's his name? Yeah. I do not like that. Why is he Kafka-esque?
0: I don't know. Because we never have a moth or whatever. And he they turn into a butterfly.
1: It's close enough. Well, they should, but we'll get there. So Caterpillar is our, I'm assuming Caterpillar, maybe something else later, is our creature of the episode. But it does make sense because the Evans family, who is our main blood relative's family in this episode, owns this bustling flower shop called Ruby's Flowers. So Caterpillar makes total sense. Flower shop, Caterpillar. I like it. We're told it's a place where a granddaughter could get lost for hours, awash in the bright colors and smells. And we see a youngish girl playing with a butterfly little flower displays on a stick that you would stick in a bouquet. And so I was like, okay, butterfly. Immediately we get butterfly imagery right after the caterpillars. We're going to get butterflies and caterpillars straight down the line. Oh, and I've got a really excited cat outside. What? (laughs) Somebody's howling. Hallway. cat? Yeah, cat. <laughs> Possibly too.
0: <laughs> they want to get those caterpillars. Yeah, they do. I don't know if cats like caterpillars.
1: Yes, they do.
0: Oh, they do. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: The reason maybe I saw red everywhere in the flower shop is because her name is Ruby. So maybe I assumed that it was. Oh,
1: we're gonna get to that. I have some. I had some beef with blood relatives again this episode. I. D-
0: you always do.
1: I do a little bit.
0: I'm fine with that as long as you're not directing it towards Brenda Strong.
1: I'm gonna try. <laughs> I th- I don't have a problem with her. I'm not sure who my problem is with. I still want her on the show. It's not even problem. I just have constructive criticism and no one responds to my letters or emails. So, let's keep going. <laughs> so, this youngish girl's playing with the flower displays. She is in peach?
0: I don't know. I didn't
1: notice. She's in peach as is her grandmother. Is in a peach blouse who is very young, very pretty. Looks like it could be her mom. Oh, yeah. But this is Ruby Evans, this grandma. I think that peach is probably our color at this point because we are in Georgia. Right. And it makes total sense. They really like to do that in Blood Relatives too. What doesn't make sense is that her name is Ruby. <laughs> so we're gonna get there.
0: But did did you see red flower bouquets? I- oh yeah. Okay, because I saw a red flowers
1: there's a lot of red flowers but the most red comes in in a second we do sit at this point see a child's a very young child's drawing of a family that looks way too young of a drawing for the child that i'm seeing in the episode
0: i didn't even think that but you're so right
1: more on this later and also grandma
0: yeah the little girl looks like to be like 12
1: oh we'll get there grandma ruby has gray hair and a bun in the drawing. Grandma Ruby <laughs> looks like Sharon Stone. so i'm we're confused. It's when
0: fine. we see the great grandma. She has gray hair in a bun.
1: She has gray hair in a bun. But this grandma is no. So Ruby owns this flower shop and she really takes pride in her work. We're told she's really good with color and aesthetics. She's really friendly. She's fun loving. She's great with customers. And she's absolutely fine with little green caterpillars crawling on these peach colored lilies that we see in the shot. She inherited this floral fiefdom. Fiefdom?
0: I loved that.
1: Yeah, did you? Okay.
0: She's the queen of this floral fiefdom. Fiefdom. Fiefdom.
1: Yeah. No, don't. It's an earworm. I can't. I don't know which one it is. Fiefdom. And I wrote it both ways. So we got nothing. She became the queen of this floral fiefdom when she married the recently divorced Herman Evans. And her wedding present from Herman was this flower shop. That is quite a gift. Wow. Oh, fiefdom. There we go. All right. Herman works in transportation while she runs the shop. And his daughter, Nikki, who's being interviewed throughout this episode, which we will come back to her later, says that her dad was a good old Southern boy. He is gruff on the outside, kind of a square, but we're told he is a good match to Ruby, who is very like she's very well put together, would not call her gruff and very outgoing. So he seems like a little bit of a crabby introvert, and she seems very much...
0: She seems like a charming southern belle. Yes,
1: exactly. But
0: now, Nikki did not appear anywhere in the reenactment, correct?
1: Well, I have questions about that.
0: Okay, because I was so confused when I finally read the name, and then it said Herman's daughter, and I was like, what?
1: In a lot of... Blood relatives, we, I would say, in the majority of blood relatives, we do not actually get blood relatives being interviewed. It is rare.
0: But also, we, if we do, they literally just leave them out of the story completely as if they, because they're not a part of the murder. So they are not even.
1: Which is what happens with one person in this and not with the other. So we'll get to it. But Nikki is not a part of this story. I am guessing she is Herman and we're told he's recently divorced i think ruby is her stepmom herman is her dad and her mom is the first wife that herman had
0: but she wasn't that old like this nikki is not very old she looks to be in her 20s
1: i have a lot of questions i'm not sure unsure
0: I need a timeline ID.
1: We did. We really did. So they are a really good match. He gives her the flower shop for a wedding present. Gruff on the outside. He gives her this little card, little flower card that says, I love you. And so we are supposed to believe that he is a softie. We'll see. I didn't fall for it. Yeah, I didn't fall for it. He's also a Butterfingers.
0: That scene was it was the tiniest little card that said, I love you. And she acted like he gave her a diamond ring.
1: We see this a lot. She was
0: almost crying he wrote on a card for free that he got from the shop. I love you. And she's like, oh, my God. That's
1: how gruff that like that's all it took.
0: Uh, this is an ongoing theme that I'm adding to my board. This is the third time that a man has bought his wife a shop. We had the yogurt shop and then we had the one where the mom was sleeping with the nephew. And I feel like that was a chocolate shop or maybe a candy shop. Bakery. Bakery. Bakery and now a flower shop. That's three times. We
1: should also be specific that it is all the same shop because we've seen this storefront three times. So he's also kind of like, along with being gruff, he's a Butterfingers because he picks up three of these sort of large glass vases at once, as you do, and drops one. But now we get to meet Theo. Enter stepson Theo to sweep up the mess. Theo is Ruby's son from a previous relationship.
0: They look the same age. Kind of. Mom and son.
1: Theo is what we're told a fickle heartthrob. Yeah. Was he a heartthrob? I'm looking at you because I don't. Is he hunky? Is he a hunk? Hunkish? No. (laughs) Okay. All right.
0: He looked like many a nerd at my temple growing up.
1: You cannot say that.
0: Which is somebody's type for sure. But I would never call him a hunky arthro.
1: You're not wrong. So he's a hunk who has very high standards when finding a mate. And Ruby, of course, as any doting mother of her firstborn would, thinks that no woman is good enough for her precious baby. And Theo was truly the apple of Ruby's eye and the flower in her lapel.
0: Oh, an apple.
1: The apple of Ruby's eye and the flower in her lapel. We can all do it, Brenda Strong. <laughs>
0: Did you just say that?
1: I just did it, Brenda Strong.
0: That wasn't from the show?
1: <laughs> I think the apple might have been, but the flower in the lapel is me. I'm just letting her know that we can all do this.
0: <laughs> That's so rude. i
1: coming for her job.
0: You should be saying it to the writers. They should want to hire you.
1: I think my anger might be more focused in that I'm in jealousy.
0: <laughs> she has your dream job. It's a voiceover job and puns where I get where she gets to
1: make puns constantly about true crime.
0: This is why you're we I'm this has been a therapy session and you have just therapized yourself.
1: Furious. Okay. Good job. I need ID to respond to my demo tapes. Okay. We get at this point we get another close up of the butterfly display so we know that this is going to be a transformative episode. <laughs> Brenda And Theo's world gets turned, that was me, and Theo's world gets turned upside down, even though he's a fickle heartthrob, when a, quote, voluptuous cherry blossom named Sunday moves to Tifton.
0: She's not voluptuous. Well. She's very thin.
1: Okay. Is she? All right. But Sunday is in cherry red. So now we have the enter, we're... We've had red flowers in, but now it's like red overload. Sunday's in all red. She goes immediately for the red roses.
0: So you admit, so you were making fun of me, but you did see red. There was a lot of red. So maybe our screens were the same.
1: No, no, no. I did see red, but I see red in specific parts that I think are a little symbolic in this.
0: Okay. Now, did you think her name was Sunday, like with a Y or with an E at the end? With a Y. Oh, see, I automatically thought it was like a hot fudge Sunday. maybe because I'm hungry.
1: Strange. I did not think of that.
0: <laughs> I honestly thought it was Sunday. Like, I, I I really did. It didn't even occur to me until I Googled it after I watched the episode.
1: Oh, you don't watch with the? Oh, I watch with the.
0: I don't watch with the subtitles on.
1: Oh, I watch it with the subtitles. OK, there we go.
0: So I was like, that's why she's so sexy. Her name is Sunday. And all the guys are like, hmm, hot fudge sundae. Instead, they're like, mm, Sunday, let's go to church and watch football.
1: No, I automatically started singing the Happy Days song. But anyways, Sundays are voluptuous cherry blossom. And they, her and Theo start dating when she moved into town. And within a few years, bada bing, bada boom, they're married. They have a baby. And we find out that Isabella, this child that's been running around the store, this childlike human running around the store.
0: She's 12 or 13. Yeah
1: elementary school. That is the only information we're given on her age, which led me to believe that she was six or seven. Unfortunately, the actress playing Isabella is a tween.
0: She's 16. She's getting her driver's license. She's voting in the upcoming primaries. I'm just going to keep raising her age. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so she is really confusing age wise to me. Did you how old do you think that child is? Just looking at her like legitimately, how old do you think she twelve. is? Twelve. Yeah, minimum twelve. Strong twelve.
0: And that she is drawing delayed, if that was her drawing.
1: She's not in elementary school. She there is she's not a sixth grader.
0: No, she's in junior high.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: She might be a freshman in high school. She might be starting high. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But regardless, Sunday is her mom. Sunday also looks very young. All the women look super young. And Sunday is apparently the prettiest flower in Theo's bouquet, we're told. All of these interviews come on and talk about how gorgeous Sunday was, that people couldn't stop looking at her. She had the best hair. She had the best smile. She had the best skin. Which leads me into, again, being very jealous this episode and all of these women with their beautiful skin well i would have been except i've had some help recently Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. seriously if you are just scrolling through the internet or walking the aisles of cvs you see hundreds of products with amazing claims because you could end up spending hundreds and hundreds on the latest miracle product or you could realize that most drugstore skincare products don't do much so the The best way to treat acne is with fewer products that are clinically proven and customized to your skin, which is probably what the women in this episode are doing. They're probably using apostrophe apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne apostrophe connects you with a board certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin all you have to do is fill out apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals your medical history you snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan apostrophe treats acne they can also help you with any other skincare goals you might have like reducing redness wrinkles or dark spots again
0: how dare you
1: none of these women in this episode have any of these problems i know they're using apostrophe
0: they didn't not a
1: a spot nary a blemish apostrophe's service is exceptional it's really nice to know when you're messaging with apostrophe that you're talking to a real dermatologist and that the plan that they're giving you is tailored to your skin troubles. Submitting my visit was really quick. I loved that I didn't have to schedule an appointment where I walk down and sit in a waiting room. I got my medications quickly and now I'm using an oral medication that has completely cleared up my skin and I could not be happier. Apostrophe, save the day. So we have a really special deal for our audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist, just like I did, at apostrophe.com slash date dateline. The code date dateline is available only to our listeners. So to get started, all you have to do is go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline, click begin visit, and use the code date dateline at sign up to get fifteen dollars off that first dermatology visit. That's A P O S T R O P H E dot com slash date dateline, and remember to use the code date dateline to get fifteen dollars off your dermatology visit. Because at apostrophe, they are nipping acne in the bud. <laughs> Good job. Thank you, apostrophe. Okay, so Sunday's a beauty queen. And little ageless Isabella is grandma's little angel. So Isabella comes over in the flower shop to show her mom and her grandma this very childish picture that she has drawn, even though she seems like her skills would be far above this.
0: I mean, I shouldn't judge. These are like what my skills are like.
1: The The picture that we're seeing is like maybe a, a, you would guess it would be drawn by like a seven-year-old. Yeah. Like, I think it's what it's supposed to represent. But this person, this person <laughs> yeah, is
0: not... Seven.
1: So no. it's fine.
0: She's old enough to rent a car.
1: <laughs> Literally. So Brenda tells us, are all the characters really as happy as little Izzy's drawing? And the camera all of a sudden does this weird shifty thing that blood relatives loves to do where it, eh, and you get the alternate reality of something awful. And we see... The happy mom in the picture has been stabbed. There is a giant knife sticking out of her chest and a pool of blood. The picture totally changed. So,
0: like, did they have a child draw that picture? Because that's a not a good thing to put in a child's head. Or did an adult try to draw that picture like a child would draw it?
1: I sort of think they're fun. I like those kind of drawings. That's uh, how I
0: draw. I can make a them- Mint. You
1: could make a you could make a lot of t-shirts. Send me some sketches. I'll see what I can do. So we get a close up at this point of another toy butterfly, and so I'm convinced that we are going to see a progression through this episode. Boy, how wrong I was! No. Moving on. Now it's a lazy Sunday, and we are at Grandma and Grandpa's house. We're at Ruby and Herman's, where we're told Isabella loves to play by their shimmering pool. It's a gorgeous backyard. It's like honestly stunning. So this thirteen-year-old girl is has been made up by the style department to try to look younger by putting a flower wreath on her head,
0: and then they tell her
1: to skip. It's a lot of skipping, swinging of legs. I and a lot, not a lot of full-body shots to try to shrink her down. The problem is, it's her face. It's her. The bones in her face and the length of her arms tell me that this is not a seven-year-old.
0: So is she just related to someone, and they wanted to give her the job? Like she's.
1: I think it's Theo's daughter, in actual real life,
0: the actor that plays Theo.
1: Yes, if you could go into IMDb and see if they have the same last (laughs) name, I would not be surprised because they looked very similar.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Also, I need to go back. I don't think Theo is ugly. He's just a normal looking dude. And usually the heart throbs in quote on this show look like soap opera actors with their shirts off.
1: And have their shirts off in 30 seconds, right?
0: This guy just looks like a normal guy. But then they also say like, there are whispers around town that his standards are too high, which now that I'm thinking about it, is that shade? Like, are they saying, cause he's not like a heartthrob that he's setting his standards too high? No, no,
1: I think he is. No, he is actually supposed to be a heartthrob. That's legitimate.
0: So then why the whispers around town? That's hilarious because that's what people in the South will gossip about anything, I guess.
1: Well, he's they make him sound like a woman. No, they make him sound like a womanizer that he's like he they said he had many girlfriends.
0: But the whispers were like, I think his standards are too high.
1: I totally didn't hear the whispers thing. Oh, brother. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. Anyways, our Izzy with the flower wreath is skipping around, and her and grandma are in light pink in this scene. So it's like pink and peach. Don't know. So there are no fights in the Evans family. The Evans family is living the high life, except... The only fighting that happens is Herman and Theo, who have weekly sparring sessions in their crisp white geese outside. Okay, let me explain something.
0: This is so not important to the plot at all, looking back.
1: I am so sorry. And I'm only bringing it up because they are in, because Oliver does this kind of fighting, those geese are a mess. The white geese, these are like stark white. Like they've never fought a day in their life.
0: They just started this hobby.
1: Brand new, also, Herman is apparently a black belt because he has a black belt around his waist, so question mark, we're never told that he's a black belt, but interesting note,
0: but again, looking back, I don't know why they put this in even just so they could have the Brenda line the only fighting going on. blah blah blah, because this is not important to the plot
1: also, how the thing can I explain to you how much those geese
0: are? Oh, probably oh yeah.
1: The budget for these shows is not more than $500 for wardrobe. So they spent half.
0: Well, they must use a communal wardrobe with other ID shows, I bet.
1: Okay, so maybe someone else had crisp white. Yeah. Skis. All right. I did think about it, though.
0: Or a rental house. Yeah, maybe.
1: Regardless, life is good. And the Evanses are happier than pigs in mud, Brenda tells us. And I said, don't you dare. Don't. Don't you dare, Brenda Strong. If someone steps on a pig right now, if someone wheels out a pig, if that little little slash bigger girl comes out holding a baby piglet, I can't handle it. No, No, there's no pigs. However, a couch is being delivered out of nowhere.
0: Why wasn't there a pig though? Why have that line and then not have a pig if in the last episode you're going to have the pig because you have the line? Is it a rental and they don't own that pig anymore? I think there
1: was supposed to be. A pig. And I think that the handler got stuck in traffic. It's L.A. I think that there was supposed to be a piglet.
0: A real pig? A little piglet.
1: I think that little girl was supposed to be playing with a piglet.
0: But if I.D. already owns that fake pig that we've seen now twice, wouldn't this be a perfect opportunity to see it thrice? It's overkill. This show doesn't know the meaning.
1: That's true. I was surprised they used that turn of phrase.
0: I'm shocked. I didn't even hear it.
1: But our couch is being delivered. And Brenda says, however, even though they're super, super happy, we know that this is blood relatives and they're not. One family member is planning to upgrade more than just furniture. And it turns out that Theo in his bright white gi has been taking mysterious calls and taking off for days at a time. So we all know what that means. And Sunday is scowling at him from across the yard with her arms crossed, staring at him on the phone laughing with somebody else on the other line and she almost steps on a caterpillar friend before she goes back inside
0: i wrote i guess sunday couldn't satisfy his sweet tooth because i thought her name was spelled with
1: it is so good if it was spelled differently it's still clever you still get points i'm giving you i'm giving you high marks
0: Also, the strangest thing that happens in that scene and in another scene is that there's no dialogue in the scene. It's people doing the mouthing and we hear Brenda, but we hear the cell phone ring so that we're getting no audio from the scene. They're literally mouthing in silence and Brenda's doing the voiceover, but we hear the phone ring from the scene. I didn't notice. What's that? They're breaking all sorts of walls. It's blood relatives.
1: They make their own rules. They make their own rules, break them, make them again. It's, you know, they're breaking the mold. So Theo's secret doesn't stay a secret for very long. It's Approximately 30 seconds, it stays a secret. And the next time that Theo is going to go on one of these long trips, Sunday follows him all the way down to Florida, which, remember, is an hour away, as we're told at the beginning. We see that her worst fear is confirmed. Theo is having an affair with her best friend, Danielle.
0: Wait, that girl was her best friend? Yeah. I missed that completely.
1: I wrote best friend. Maybe it was just her friend. Wow. But it's her. Yeah, it's her friend. It was Sunday's friend first. So, well, what Kimberly's talking about, and I'll say it now, is that we are getting an interview with this blonde woman who talks a little bit about the family and turns out that the friend that he's having an affair with, we actually are getting an interview with during the episode, which is. Yeah wild.
0: And she's not defending herself at all.
1: Kind of she is. I she doesn't come off looking too bad. I was worried. I was like, "Oh, oh, well, we know you didn't do whatever crime happened because you're here, but interesting." Well, we had know.
0: one episode where someone who took part in the crime was on the show.
1: We did. Long time ago, didn't we? Yeah,
0: that was shocking.
1: Yes, I remember. The the daughters and the mom, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The daughter's friend, yeah.
1: Oof. That was bad. So Sunday is watching Theo and Danielle canoodling on a bench, and she's sort of watching them from behind a shrub. And at this point, I notice that she has this long necklace on, which I'm thinking is a caterpillar. I have since changed my mind, but I think it is supposed to be a caterpillar.
0: Interesting.
1: It's not. Oh. I mean, it is peas in a pod. But it does have a familiar shape like a caterpillar. Like that sort of... Like, don't, 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 don't the balls. Um, But it is a pea in a pod. Ah. Yeah. Anyways, it's supposed to be a caterpillar. And I said, I'm hoping that her necklace will change throughout and it will become a butterfly.
0: Oh, that would be so clever. It would. But that doesn't happen.
1: Spoiler alert. Okay, it doesn't happen. But now... The OMG moment of Danielle is revealed that we're getting the interview with Danielle. She said how this affair came about is that Theo is constantly bringing her flowers at work and calling her. And I just realized that he's bringing her flowers from his mom's flower shop. He's a cad. He's a cad.
0: For free. Yeah. Yes. Well, he cheats on his wife.
1: He's just basically wearing Danielle down over time. And she finally gives in. And Theo, according to Brenda, always gets what he wants. But Sunday is no wilting flower. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And confronts her husband and best friend in this very weird, jerky, kind of fuzzy camera shot where they're like fighting and she's grabbing his shirt. So it's not that physical, but she's still grabbing his shirt. It's confusing.
0: And the shots are all blurry.
1: And they're like blurry like they're like they're in a dream.
0: It's an artistic choice. Yeah.
1: It's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And in the middle of it, Danielle just walks away and lets them fight as Sunday's coming up and confronting him near this bench. And after this shirt yanking, she's so angry, she tells Theo, you know what? I'm done with you. You have to move out.
0: Yeah, good for her.
1: Yeah, good for her. So he just says, "Okay," and moves in with the mistress, moves in with Danielle. And that's that. So he's living in Florida. But the grandparents, Ruby and Herman, are very worried. They are desperate to keep their 15-year-old granddaughter, Isabella, Close. So they ask Sunday to move in with them. Okay. That sounds stressful to move in with your in laws. I'm just going to say that sounds.
0: Doesn't sound ideal.
1: Yeah. Because you're going to talk bad about her son because he cheated on you. It just doesn't seem great. It doesn't seem good.
0: And you'd be mad if they defended him because also what he did was abhorrent.
1: Yes. It's really bad. And probably the mom knows Danielle, right?
0: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the mom, Ruby may have met her before. Don't know. So Isabella is swinging on this swing. Herman and Ruby and Sunday are all standing around watching her, smiling. No one is in peach in the scene. They have, like, arms around each other. It's one ha- broken, happy family. And then as the shot moves out, moves out away from the swing, away from the swing, where this very, very tall child is swinging on a swing, There is one peach balloon.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a peach balloon. I'll give you you that. Thank you.
1: And so it's like foreshadowing of the peach party that's coming, which Kimberly did not think was peach. I
0: thought it was a pink party.
1: We'll see. So we know that there's trouble on the horizon. We're told that there's more man trouble on the horizon. And we very quickly swift... Which scenes to the stupid storefront that has now been a bakery, a Froyo shop, and now we're in an ice cream parlor. This is the same storefront that is, it's the Larchmont location. <laughs> yeah. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? It's yes. the same one over and over. And Ruby has now started picking up signs that Herman may not be entirely faithful. So her son and Herman. Ruby. <laughs> Herman goes to the bathroom. Ruby and Isabella and Sunday are all sitting at the table, and Ruby picks up Herman's flip phone.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That's beeping like a pager.
1: Sure is. And Ruby, by the way, has a bouquet of peach balloons behind her. All these peach balloons. And she finds on Herman's flip phone very incriminating photos that we don't get to see. Because why?
0: Because it's a flip phone.
1: Exactly. So, you don't get pictures on a flip phone.
0: I mean, you can get pictures on a flip phone. My mom had a flip phone. You could get pictures. They were not, they were very small, very low quality.
1: How many did you see proof of that? I don't remember being able to see pictures on a flip phone.
0: Yes, you actually can, but they're very small and very just poor. You could not, you could barely tell what was happening in them. Hmm. They're like like 12 pixels. Ah,
1: okay. I don't cool. know if that's
0: right, a thing. I don't know if that even made sense.
1: it's My- one pixel. It's a pixel. A un, pixel. Un pixel. Yeah. So she confronts him at the ice cream parlor. Sunday really quickly takes Isabella out of the store. She calls him out and she slams her fist on the table and the peach parfait ice cream drips onto the tablecloth.
0: I thought it was a Sunday. Because of Sunday.
1: I feel like you're willfully not seeing peach because I said it was peach. What's happening?
0: No, it could be a peach Sunday. I saw there were. It's like very clearly a peach. But it's in like a Sunday glass or it could be a parfait glass. But yeah, but I I thought it was a Sunday because of the double entendre because of Sunday.
1: What's the difference between a parfait and a Sunday?
0: Is a parfait the layered things? That's a trifle?
1: question for another time
0: yeah we host a show about bake-off or for right now very
1: sad someone please look this up okay so she's furious with herman and herman is actually kind of ready to move on he's ready to divorce ruby and just move on with his life she seems ready to divorce him too but here's the deal herman doesn't want to abandon isabella she doesn't want to abandon isabella
0: i'm sorry you care so much about your granddaughter
1: who's almost driving
0: I guess you can care about your 18-year-old granddaughter yeah. while still frequenting sex workers and cheating on your wife.
1: Oh, yeah. They do say, I'm sure you caught this, that he is cheating on her with up and down the seaboard. Like, literally coast to coast. Oh, He's no. just all of these. Oh, different women in every port. It's not great. But they decide to stay together for Isabella because they they're going to tough it out.
0: See, that's a warning sign right there that the grandparents are stay not the parents staying together for the child that is 27 years old. The grandparents are staying together. That's they are too attached to that grandchild.
1: It's unhinged. It's too it's too much. It's unhealthy attachment. And things are just super tense and now things are going starting to get tense between Herman and Sunday. They're getting snappy with each other, but R- Ruby is furious with Herman, because she's like do not make sunday mad because sunday might leave and take this teenager with her and we need them here and it's just all revolves around isabella like isabella is the center of their universe
0: is she that special i'm sorry is she magical or something like why are these grown-ups revolving their whole life around her
1: well she has that benjamin button thing
0: that's true is she getting younger
1: yeah i think that's what's happening She is actually, you know,
0: she was born as an 82 year old man and has slowly turned back. Yeah,
1: because that's the only thing that makes sense that that child is in elementary school. I'm sorry. And I don't I don't mean to harp on it. It's just shocking in this episode that they're trying to play it off, that it makes it a little bit creepier.
0: Yeah, because they keep putting her in like Mary Jane's and stuff. She's in a
1: flower wreath headband the whole time and skipping. Okay.
0: It looks and like, like what, what like Betty White looks like skipping. Although Betty White skipping sounds adorable.
1: Looks like so. Sandra Bullock skipping.
0: Yeah, there you yeah. go.
1: Okay, now we're in April, and we get another shot of a green caterpillar, which is still a caterpillar. So I don't understand time passing or anatomy at this point. I'm not sure why that caterpillar is still a caterpillar, and we're in April. The
0: caterpillar has whatever the opposite of Benjamin Button is, where you go, you just stay young. Forever. Forever young.
1: The theme of this episode might be time. Yeah. Time to move on from blood relatives. Okay, yeah. so it's Herman's...
0: <laughs> no, never. It's
1: Herman's birthday, and Ruby decides to throw a party at Herman's mom's house, which is decorated with a million peach balloons to match the peach throw pillows on the couch and the peach writing on the cake. Is it, pe- is
0: it, is it not peach? No, it just, to me, the candles especially looked really pink. Because I was even thinking, is Herman's favorite color pink? This is strange.
1: Oh, we might have like a eye thing. Okay, so we've got color just...
0: Disparities.
1: Color disparity, but it's very colorful. Let's put it that way. And it's shades of peach, coral, pink. Just what Herman, the gruff, good old Southern boy, would want for his birthday party. This...
0: Um... No, we don't want a gender-assigned color.
1: Yes, I, I do. For this episode, because... <laughs> herman is described very specifically to us and i just don't think his favorite color is peach i I just i just don't i just don't see it he's in green most of the time he's not even trying to do the color thing in this episode so this celebration sounds honestly awful because they have decided to invite theo and sunday together to the celebration theo who's now living with the friend danielle but Ruby thinks it's a step in the right direction to some sort of family reconciliation. So as they are blowing out the candles of this pinkish peach cake, for some reason, Isabella isn't around the table blowing out candles. She's playing outside, even though it's cake.
0: It's cake and singing happy birthday, which are like two things children do at parties. Right. What child
1: would not... Okay, It's really, it's really confusing.
0: Is she kind of spoiled that they're like, did she throw a tantrum that we did not see? And that's why they're like, oh, just let her go outside.
1: No, I think she, I think that maybe they're healthier than we think they are. And what they did is they said, hey, you go outside and play and here's a monk pack bar.
0: Oh, smart. I like that. I would be a much healthier eater. I would say overall, if my mom had given me monk pack bars instead of fast food growing up. That's, sorry, Joni. I just threw you under the bus.
1: Wow, you did.
0: Sorry. Then. She's getting an entire case for Hanukkah. Like, I'm going to get a pallet, whatever the largest container of Monk Pack bars. Healthy snacks that taste good go together like a wife and her in-laws. But Monk Pack makes keto nut and seed bars that contain one gram of sugar or less two to three grams of net carbs and they're only 150 calories but they're also delicious they're great for anyone following a keto lifestyle or anyone who's just trying to not eat hot fudge Sundays at every meal or not imagine sunday so much that you imagine a woman whose name is sunday like the day is actually sunday like sundays it's all about reasonable goals guys I love these Monk Pack Bars. Like I said, Joni loves them. They come in delicious flavors like sea salt, dark chocolate, caramel sea salt, and peanut butter, dark chocolate, which is my favorite. I love the crunchy texture, but unlike other bars that know that I'm talking about them right now, and you guys know which ones I'm talking about too, that break your teeth and shatter into a million pieces and crumbs everywhere, these don't do that. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone knows which, which bars I'm talking about.
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. And I just say, if someone hands me one, I say, no, thank you.
0: It's too messy and hurts your teeth. No, enjoy Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars as a quick breakfast, running errands, or after a workout. I'm still not sure how to pronounce that word. Warkoot? Warkoot? Work? Warkoot. Workit? Wierkot. In addition to being keto-friendly, the bars are also gluten-free, plant-based, and non-GMO with no soy, trans-fat, sugar, alcohols, or artificial colors. So try it for yourself and you'll see we have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code DAYDAYLINE at checkout. And monkpack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money Whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com. That's M U N K P A C K.com and select any product, then enter code DATE DATELINE at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monkpack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. Get your Monkpack on. Monkpack, keto, nut and seed. doot, 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 doot. Thank you,
1: Monkpack. Thank you, Monkpack. Okay. Back to this incredibly awkward celebration, birthday celebration for Herman. Here's the deal. This fa- family reconciliation dinner does not go as planned because somebody doesn't show up Sunday. Sunday. And um,
0: why would she? Why would you even expect her to? They're all like shocked that she's not there.
1: Well, her daughter's there.
0: Yeah, but so is he.
1: Yeah, it's, it's confusing. At least do it in a public place. And poor gra- great-grandma's there. She doesn't even get a line. She's sort of wandering around, like, at one point she's sort of conducting a happy birthday song, but it's not <laughs> clear what she's doing. And I'm also, I mean, is she living there alone? I have questions about her.
0: Right. We have questions. Where's grandpa? Did she kill grandpa and bury him in the backyard?
1: I'm nervous about her. So also, she apparently seems to live in the same house that the other family lives in. And they thought we wouldn't notice that the living room was the same. But that's fine. Uh. It it just this hers had peach cushions. It, It looked very similar is what I'm trying to say. So anyways, it's not just that Sunday doesn't show up to the celebration dinner. Sunday doesn't show up for a few days. She's missing in action. Herman and Ruby become worried and they finally call the sheriff because there's no way that this mother would just leave her daughter no matter how old she is she's about to take the sats they need the- <laughs> she had a tutor in place she paid a lot of money so they open a missing persons investigation and ruby tells the detective that sunday actually has a little bit of a past we ha- <laughs> we're told that she had some quote rough friends in her old party days and maybe she, so they mean the blonde. Maybe she is hanging out with some of them again now that her and Theo have broken up. So the detectives head on down to Tallahassee to talk to some perfectly normal soccer moms who have not seen their friend in many years.
0: Yeah, and they were not rough-looking characters.
1: They, one of them is in a cashmere sweater, so
0: it's <laughs> it's fine.
1: That's okay. They just want to know if they hey have you ladies seen Sunday out here wandering the streets partying. We're we're looking for her. No one's seen her in a really really long time. So the Evans family themselves are starting to look like the main suspects in this case. Especially when in our next shot, it looks like Theo is literally about to squeeze one of our little caterpillars. I don't know what he's doing, but he's examining one on a bush and his fingers go in in a pincher motion. And I was like, don't you do it, heartthrob. Keep your mitts off that little pillar i was upset i'm a
0: leave kafka-esque alone Leave him alone is that what you meant
1: (laughs) i think that's what you meant that's right so the cops go talk to theo at danielle's house and he by the way danielle's house is stunning she lives in like a converted barn with a beautiful garden that's beside the point (laughs) theo insists he has nothing to do with sunday's disappearance but the cops know that he gets the best of both worlds if Sunday goes missing. He gets to keep his girlfriend, Danielle, and he gets to share custody of his daughter, Isabella, with his mom. Not sure how that works. I guess Danielle doesn't get to be a stepmom. This just—it's going to be Ruby and Theo.
0: Also, why would Herman not be involved?
1: Really good question. Herman was not in that picture. So,
0: Well, Herman's the stepdad, so maybe that makes sense.
1: Oh, for Theo. Yeah, he is. That's true. Hmm. But regardless, Theo has an alibi. He was lying in bed next to Danielle when Sunday went missing.
0: But do we trust Danielle's word? No. After what she did to her friend?
1: I don't know. The weird thing is, Danielle seems pretty trustworthy when we're getting her our interview with her. I don't feel like she's lying. She's not stuttering or being weird.
0: No, I guess.
1: So, this is going nowhere. Nobody's Theo says he didn't do anything. The family's not going to give anything up. They're pretending like they have no idea where she is. So the cops are lucky enough to get a break in the case and the music picks up all of a sudden. And we get this, like, kind of more energetic. I never noticed the music in Blood Relatives, but it changed at this point. And I was like, oh, oh. And we get some footage of the cops going to see a neighbor. And the neighbor tells the Evans, tells the cops that the Evans were burning a couch out in some vacant lot that's adjacent to the property on the day that Sunday disappeared burning couch their brand new fancy couch that was delivered i don't know if it was the new couch or the old couch but they they were burning it
0: and then brenda says was it just a simple case of remodeling and i was like is rich do are you brenda are saying that do rich people in ho- brenda do desperate housewives actresses burn their old furniture? When, is that how they remodel? Is that what you're admitting to us?
1: That seems like a really good therapy move, though. Like if bad stuff happened in the house, you just burn it. Burn it to the ground. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. That happened on Love After Lockup with the sex toy.
1: They burned a sex toy?
0: He put it in a coffin, set it on fire, and pushed it out onto a lake like a Viking funeral.
1: That's a bit much. That's a little <laughs> drama. And I am, and I'm a lot drama, and that's too much for me. That's too much.
0: <laughs> Listen to Pink Shade with Mary Payne and, and Kimberly Kimberly talking about this amazing show, Love After Lockup. By the way, if you found that story amusing, you might enjoy it.
1: Yes. I think I think everyone here would. So there's not a burning bed. It's a burning couch, but that's new. The cops go find out what was going on, and Ruby gives the cops a lie, a line of like, oh, no, 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 Sunday and I were thick as thieves because we are both of our husbands are having an affair, which is a really good story. It sounds great, but we know that something's up. The cops know something's up too, and they decide to do a full forensic search of the house. CSI comes in. First thing, child easel with a child's drawing on it of a woman... With a sad face in a gold dress that says, I love Sunday at the top. That's not Sunday because Sunday's never in gold. Ever. Never, ever is she in that color. And who, what child refers to their mom by their first name?
0: What child drew that? Because Isabella just signed up for AARP.
1: (laughs) You don't understand how old Isabella looks. You need to go and see this (laughs) episode. Anyways. The CSI also notices that some pieces of carpet are missing, like they were cut away out of the carpet. Also, there are bloodstains on some parts of the carpet. As well, as you look up to the ceiling, there's all this blood splatter on the ceiling.
0: I love that they had to do a full forensic sweep to see the visible bloodstains to the naked eye.
1: That's incredible. I... How dumb would you feel? That's all I'm going to say. You'd be like, really? No one thought to look up? No one looked up. Okay. So the DNA of the blood on the carpet is tested, and lo and behold, it is Sunday's. But apparently this is not enough to prove that Sunday was actually murdered. It's just... She's still a missing person, but now she might be an injured missing person. That drives me nuts. I hate that. This happens all the time. But thank God, our hero of the episode, Kenny Tomlinson, has entered the scene. Who? Who who is Kenny Tomlinson, you ask? Oh, he's a family friend of the Evanses, who apparently was also at Herman's sad cake party, even though you didn't see him there. He was just sitting there. He was sitting there harboring a dark secret and no one saw him.
0: (laughs) He's there and they introduce him. Earlier in the episode? Uh Uh-huh. Oh,
1: I missed it. So this is the first time I've seen Kenny. I do not know who Kenny
0: is. Because immediately you're like, who is this dude? Why is he at the family? Why is he there at the party? He obviously is involved somehow. Didn't you think it was weird I didn't bring him up? No, I just didn't think about it.
1: Oh, I didn't see him. I did not. This is the first. Okay, well, excuse me. It's much more dramatic the way I'm saying it. Like, we've never seen him. And then all of a sudden he was at the party. So if you have have any kind of attention to detail, you would have noticed that Kenny was at the party or heard him being introduced. I did not see him.
0: Maybe I'm wrong. That would be weird.
1: I don't know. I I seriously didn't see him. It would be very strange if you were wrong. So I highly doubt it.
0: No, I mean, I didn't mean that it would be strange if I was wrong. It is strange that... I mean, it's such a obvious thing to be like, here's this new character that no one has ever met who's at this party. That's very obvious. A tip of the hat.
1: They do a rewind right now. and We see him at the party.
0: Maybe then maybe that's when I could have sworn we met him earlier.
1: But I never saw him at the party scene.
0: Not even when he's blowing out the birthday candles?
1: No, but I wasn't looking. I mean, I was really watching that great grandma. I was worried. Yeah. So I, <laughs> don't I don't know. Kenny could have been in this very well could have been in the scene with his dark secret. I just didn't see him. So Kenny Tomlinson has come forward to tell the cops he knows where Sunday is hiding and he can take them to her. And at this point, I'm really frustrated with blood relatives because I noticed that on the cop's desk. Well, I don't notice. It's very blatantly pointed to that. There are two red apples and the cop is writing with a red pen.
0: Forbidden fruit. And he—it's a lot like the cop that was whittling. <laughs> Remember the wit- whittling cup.
1: We have it. Yeah, there's a carving that's coming. I. Okay. So, and if we're in Georgia. We couldn't have. We couldn't have used peaches. Put two peaches on the desk. You couldn't find a peach at the
0: supermarket. Props. Okay. Maybe one. The production designer got the memo that the episode was red themed. And then the set designer got the memo that it was peach themed. They got mixed up again, and so that's why there are apples, reds, peach, pinks. It's all over the place.
1: I think they were tired. <laughs> I think they've been doing like five of these in a row. This is episode thirteen of this season. I think they were like, "We got to. This is the. This is the finale." Yeah, they're done. They used what they had. They had some peach, some pink, some coral, some red. They just threw it all in. And this is the devil (laughs) went down to Georgia. The grocery store was out of
0: peaches, so they used apples.
1: Forget about it. Yeah. So, Kenny Tomlinson takes the cops to the middle of nowhere under, Brenda tells us, a canopy of Georgia pines. And there is a body that has been pretty beat up by animals and elements. It's kind of out in the open. But a caterpillar is there and a peapod slash caterpillar necklace is there. So we know what's happening.
0: It never turned into a butterfly.
1: This would have been the time for that to happen.
0: Right. She's passed over. Yes.
1: This would have been the time. And I'm a little I'm not going to say that I'm frustrated. But when I said that I was upset with the episode, this was I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. You're just disappointed. This would have been a pretty easy symbol but that's fine so the autopsy reveals that sunday was shot in the back of her head as well as there are like lacerations around her neck from a wire and she was stabbed through the heart so three things it's complete overkill it's a really really angry murder it's upsetting i feel really bad for her she doesn't she didn't deserve this. No one deserves it, but this is awful. So they pull the bullet from the back of Sunday's head, and it is from a 22 caliber gun. And what do you know? Who owns a 22 caliber pistol? Herman. Not Theo. Herman. Grandpa. And what do you know? Ruby had actually reported Herman's gun stolen a month before Sunday disappeared
0: a month before
1: that means whatever was happening was possibly being planned for a month that's wild so when she took Sunday in she was basically planning it the whole time it's bad okay so Kenny Tomlinson is offered a plea deal in front of this little caterpillar who's hanging out in the police station if he can tell the cops who helped him hide this body in the Georgia Pines. He, and he writes down the name very dramatically. Herman Evans on a little tiny piece of paper and does a squiggle underneath it. Like a flourish. That was interesting choice. Did you see it?
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Kenny
1: Tomlinson, like, he's not a fancy man. <laughs> you know, he does like things to be pretty. So <laughs> Kenny tells the story of what happened. And he said it all began on the day of Herman's birthday. Herman had asked Kenny after they did this cake ceremony to help him move some boxes at their house. So he drives Kenny back to the Evans' house and they walk in the back room to get these boxes. But guess what? There's a body there. Sunday's body is in the the house. Kenny doesn't know what to do. He's kind of scared for his own life. He doesn't really think He can't, like, run out the door. So he helps Herman roll Sunday's body up in a rug. They take her out to the wilderness. And Kenny, at this point, says he really wants to bury her like a normal murderer. But Herman says, nah, the critters will get her. Critters will get her. I'm paraphrasing what Herman said. Yeah,
0: it's horrible. So
1: the cops haul in Herman. He cracks pretty quick and admits that he did the crime. And the two apples that have been sitting on the cop's desk, one of them... Do they each have an
0: apple? Oh, I only noticed the one guy had the apple.
1: So the one cop has the apple, and he's tossing it when we're getting, like, the Kenny walkthrough of what happened. He's, he's like, rolling it. And then at this point, when Herman's in there, he starts to slice it with a knife. Yeah. Poor taste?
0: It's not great.
1: Yeah, I think...
0: Still better than the whittling.
1: Yeah, it's but it's not amazing. And also we do get a close up of him popping a slice into his mouth. I don't extreme
0: close up of his mouth with the apple going into it
1: I don't feel great about that. I don't know. That I don't like extreme close up of mouths. So that He's yeah. eating
0: the forbidden fruit. I don't know what that means though. But the cop is. Yeah, that's why I don't know what that means.
1: What are we being led to believe? Also, again, could this not be a peach? Why can't this be a peach?
0: Yeah, it doesn't
1: matter. I'm, I'm frustrated. They were
0: out of peaches
1: at the point. Paint store. it peach, then, and don't have him eat it.
0: <laughs> and then he's eating.
1: <laughs> I'm frustrated. Okay. It'd just be a weird-looking peach. No one's going to look that close. No one but us would have been <laughs> fine. So... Anyways, Herman tells the cops his version of the story. The morning of his birthday cake celebration, he had gotten home from a long trip. And it while Isabella is out on a play date,
0: why did they say that? What was he doing on that long trip? Was he visiting s- some more of those ladies?
1: Here's what we know about him. He's in transportation. He sometimes goes on trips,
0: and he loves visiting sex workers up and down the coast.
1: I'm sorry. I don't know why I didn't put this together. He's a long haul trucker. He's a trucker. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Okay, there we go.
0: Oh, and he's picking them up at the. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. And taking pictures of them on his flip phone.
1: And killing them?
0: Maybe? Question mark.
1: Because this seems, what happens right now seems like this is not the first time.
0: Yeah. Well, no, it kind of does because he doesn't do it well. So that does make me think that it is it is his first time.
1: Well, maybe cleaning the inside of his truck is easier than cleaning a house. Maybe. I don't know.
0: No, but I mean the actual killing.
1: Yeah, you, that's right. Okay, so here's what happened. He comes home that morning. Izzy's out on a play date, Sunday sitting on the couch painting her nails. Something she does annoys him. And he decides, according to his daughter- who's being interviewed right now, quote, her life just wasn't worth living anymore. He decided that, that Sunday's life just wasn't worth living anymore. So he was going to put her out of her misery. That I, his daughter is saying that I, wow. That's yeah.
0: We have a non family member in denial.
1: No full family member. It's his daughter not a non family member. She's a blood relative.
0: I'm saying a family member not in denial. I worded it really weird.
1: A non-fit. Okay.
0: She knows his, her dad is a piece of work.
1: Yeah, she must.
0: Well, because she said he decided like her life. She, had, she doesn't think that he didn't do it. She knows that her dad did it.
1: But she doesn't say it. Oh, she knows he did it, but she doesn't say it with disdain.
0: Well, she's um, gone through a lot of trauma.
1: That is true. Good luck to you. I hope you're doing well in your journey, girl. You're going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Also, what age are you? Because I can't tell. She she is like
1: her and Isabella, Isabella are like maybe a year apart.
0: Yeah, it's very It's my confusing. thought.
1: It's really confusing. Anyways, Herman shoots Sunday in the back of the head and sort of this blood splatter happens on this happy birthday granddad. Print out card from the internet, <laughs> and there's it's this very poignant shot of him placing the bloody gun right on top of the birthday card.
0: Yeah, blood relatives love stuff like that, they love important family memorabilia to be splattered on.
1: Yeah, like when we had the Wizard of Oz episode, so it's this very poetic shot, but. Here's the deal. The gunshot to the back of the head does not kill Sunday. She was actually just kind of confused. And this is pretty horrible. I'm going to go kind of quick. She doesn't. She basically doesn't die. He takes her back into that back room and tries to strangle her. She still doesn't die. So he stabs her. Sunday really wanted to live. But you're right. That's what makes it seem like he's
0: never done this before. Never
1: done this before. It's really it's really awful. The, the cops still have some questions, mainly why? Like, why does he do this? Literally just because she was annoying him when he got home, she said the right thing, it doesn't seem...
0: She spilled that na- red nail polish.
1: Yeah, like a drop, though.
0: But it was red.
1: But weren't there also blood spots on the carpet? Okay, I'm not going to get involved in this. This seems like a complicated web of lies.
0: Yeah, that's in the reenactment.
1: Yeah, in the reenactment, they kept smudging the red on the carpet. Was that supposed to be the nail polish?
0: Well, she does drop the nail polish on the carpet. I don't know. Maybe it's just all symbolic of all the red blood and the nail polish.
1: Yeah, because we're in... There's no peach at this point. None. We're in apples and red everywhere. So his motivation for actually killing her was the evil mastermind of the entire plan is actually Ruby. Ruby wanted Sunday gone. She found out that Sunday was making plans to move back to Tallahassee to start partying again. I don't know. Going back to Tallahassee and she was going to take Isabella with her and that just was not going to happen. So in our re-enactment, she appears out of nowhere while he's all bloody and has just committed this crime and she holds open this black trash bag and he drops in all the murder weapons and she's sort of like kind of smiling it's kind of it's creepy so herman had apparently killed sunday just to keep the peace with his wife he disposed of the weapons he burned the couch where he shot her he just completely forgot to look up to the dang ceiling that's wow Ruby admits to the police that she did convince Herman to do it, and she did it all for Isabella.
0: That is so effed up. You're doing it all for Isabella by taking away Isabella's mom.
1: Well, th- that's why at this point, I was so worried about who she was. I was like, so Isabella now has to go live with her cheater dad. Right. With Theo, the fickle heartthrob. Right. Who right. maybe squishes caterpillars. This is not good. But No. Because now Theo gets arrested. The cops go and arrest Theo because Ruby had not only convinced Herman to do this. Herman was her second choice. She originally wanted Theo to kill Sunday and she had approached him with this plan and he just said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that.
0: So he's arrested then for knowing about it, but not doing anything to stop it. He didn't actually participate.
1: Does that seem right? I have not heard of that. I didn't think the, they, people usually got charged with that. We've had a few datelines where someone has known.
0: We, we have had a few datelines.
1: That's not... How does that make you an accomplice? Because he was charged with being an accomplice.
0: Right. Maybe he gave... He said no, but gave suggestions. Or said, make dad do it.
1: I think there's definitely more to this story. And probably if we looked up the case, this is something they changed for this yeah. show. But anyways, Herman pleads guilty and is given life in prison, and a new face. We're starting to see our headshots right now. Sweet Lord.
0: They're so different. They're also like decades different in age.
1: Herman looks a lot like the actor who's playing Kenny Tomlinson. It's like a whole switcheroo. They look more like each other. And Theo the Fickle Heartthrob is literally a mini version of Herman. It looks like you just took like an age software and just... Aged it back a little bit. Not a heartthrob. Not a hunk.
0: Wasn't one of them... They're both bald. Okay. One of them,
1: I think, has a ring of fire, and the other one's bald. Okay. It's it's crazy. Herman, who committed the murder, gets life. Theo gets 10 years. So whatever he, he did, he did something. He participated in some way.
0: Well, it's a good thing Isabella is already 27 years old, because that means she won't have to live with him ever.
1: Who is she living with? There's no one for her.
0: Where is the child?
1: Maybe she's living with the other daughter that we see in the interview. Or maybe Danielle took her in.
0: But she also looks 15. So I don't know if she's old enough to be a guardian.
1: Babies watching babies. I don't know. Grandma?
0: The grandma who's doing the birthday song?
1: No. Right. (laughs) No. You can't. No she would run she would run ramshackle over that grandma.
0: She must be with um Sunday's family Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, I really do like the name Sunday I actually really do.
1: I do too. I think it's really cute. Yeah I do too. Yeah. so okay, and then we find out that of course Ruby decides to plead not guilty and take the whole thing to trial and is immediately found guilty and gets a life sentence and is very upset says that she's innocent all the way to the end and looks nothing like the sharon stone we have in the episode i think this is a particularly bad headshot of ruby she's got like one eye half open it's 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 a look
0: it's rough
1: it's it's like she's half asleep so Kenneth Tomlinson receives a probated sentence, which I'm guessing he got time served. But he looks more like the actor playing Herman. He has kind of a wider face. The guy that's playing him in this is real thin and like tall and kind of rail skinny. So it's very strange to see.
0: I assumed the, that Kenneth was a family friend, a friend of the son, because they're the same age, the actors, but he's a friend of the dad. Yeah. But the dad, they they look like twenty years age different. I don't understand. This whole family is weird. This is a
1: I don't know if we're meant to under remember, time means nothing here. The the caterpillar is never a butterfly. Yeah. Never.
0: Well, they really went with that. Yeah. They committed it even in their casting.
1: The weird thing is, is that the caterpillar, we do see butterflies at the very beginning. So I was convinced that we were gonna get butterflies. That we had two creatures.
0: No, I just thought it was a caterpillar becomes a butterfly situation. Same creature, kind of. Why
1: didn't they just put her in a butterfly necklace? We would have understood. I just, okay, it's fine. So now we get our closing line from Brenda Strong. Since the shocking death of Sunday Evans, life in Tifton goes on. But folks stay away from the Evans home. A poignant reminder of the day the devil came down to Georgia.
0: And that was the night the devil came down to Georgia.
1: To Georgia. So I've rewritten the line and here's what it's going to be. This is my tryout for ID Network Blood Blood Relative Season Seven. Day to day life goes on in Tifton after the tragic murder of Sunday. Get it? Day to day.
0: Oh okay, good. Okay, I got it. I like it.
1: Sunday. Yeah. Murder of Sunday. A caterpillar of the community (laughs) who never got to spread her wings and fly.
0: You just need a flower metaphor. It's Mm. pricked by the wrong thorn because they do say about the mom her steel magnolia had cracked something. They get the flower in there.
1: They did say the steel magnolia had crack when she's in there getting like her police interview. Oh, yeah. And also, Ruby's in red at the end. Finally, Ruby in
0: red. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I give this one a three out of 10.
0: <laughs> I liked it because at the time of the birthday party, I did not know who was going to be murdered.
1: Oh, the picture didn't give it away? The knife in the, you thought that was a red herring?
0: There's always red herring. You see everyone with blood on them in those weird visions that. That never pan out. So I was like, I thought it was going to be Herman. I thought Ruby was going to kill Herman because okay. he was cheating on her. Mm. I just find it so shocking that grandparents would kill the the mom to get the grandchild, even though it happens in like ninety five percent of blood relatives. I feel like
1: no, it doesn't. We don't have we don't have that many children ones.
0: Do we? There's another one I'm thinking of where the, they killed the mom to get the grandchildren. And there's a dateline like that, too, actually. They killed the dad to get the child.
1: I, I think it's like that something's wrong, though. That child is filling a void because that... I don't understand. That seems like an unnatural connection, right?
0: Yes. Oh, for sure.
1: It's too much. That's, that's not normal. This isn't your child. You have to let her parents... Unless something... And that was something actually poignant that the daughter said was that everybody was trying to do what was best for Izzy. Everybody. And everybody thought the other person was doing it badly. Yeah. That's a dangerous recipe. Yeah. That's really, really bad. I would like a stronger creature next time. A stronger color. It was weak sauce.
0: Well, I would like a color that we could decide on.
1: Yeah. I would like a color that's clear. A clear color. This was just... It's like... it. It was. It was the hodgepodge at the end of the season. They threw everything at it and then gave us caterpillars. Yeah. But no butterflies.
0: Yeah. No, but butterflies at the beginning. But then they went away. They flew away.
1: And then gave us forbidden fruit for some reason, but no other Adam and Eve references. Like, no. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what?
0: Right. Well, we. Yeah.
1: Also, just make the color red. Her name is Ruby.
0: That's what I thought it was. That's why I thought it was. But it was
1: kind of. And there were so
0: many red flowers. That's why I think my eyes wanted to believe it was pink when it was really peach. Because I thought, well, pink is close to red.
1: I think also because I thought it was peach, every time I saw pink, I saw coral. So I saw a version of peach.
0: Really, this show is the Mirror of Aristad, And it shows us what we need it to be. Peaches? It shows, it shows us what we need in our hearts to see.
1: I think it's our episode because you're my peaches.
0: Oh, thank you. You're my rubies. Except Ruby's bad. She's she's not a nice lady.
1: I didn't want to say that. That's fine.
0: <laughs> I got my peaches down in Georgia. In California.
1: Everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this lovely installment of Blood Relatives. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another one. And Kimberly's going to be regaling us with uh one we have been saving
0: and apparently there i've been promised sexy times
1: i i save them for you i just don't i like get to a certain point i'm like oh nope that's a kimberly
0: (laughs) good i'm excited
1: yeah i think i i hope the payoff's good because i've never seen the end of them so we'll we'll see
0: we'll find out well, we'll see.
1: It's a, uh, That's what we love about blood relatives. It's never the same.
0: You never know what you're going to get.
1: Always unpredictable.
0: Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody.
1: Be your own butterfly.
0: <laughs> that's good.